Welcome to another edition of Book Talk, brought to you by The Bookshelf. And we are joined by both Chris and Mary after a uh, one-week sabbatical. Good morning to you, ladies. (laughs) Good morning. And, of course, a perfect... We're back. Yep, perfect day to read a book. You know, it's rainy, and but, uh, hey, that's that's what you're here for, to fill us in on uh, all the uh, latest bestsellers. Yes, and we have a lot of changes on our list, so we'll we'll get started with our indie bestseller list. Um, a lot of stars, which, as everybody knows by now, indicates um, new uh, books on the list, so debuts. So we'll start out with our hardcover fiction, and no surprise here, um, James Patterson's number one, also with Dolly Parton who helps him with this one, and they do, it's called Run, Rose, Run, and it's gotten really good reviews, hasn't it, Chris? Oh, yes. You know, so many, I've already had somebody say, Dolly Parton, she wrote with him, and it's like, she's a songwriter. She's a storyteller. She's perfect for this book, and um, and actually, we also have her um, um, audio, her um, not but her her new um, uh, CD called Run, Rose, Run, with the music that she wrote to accompany this book. So the book has actually the story, and then they talk about some of the music, some of the songs, and then she wrote this album at the same time. So they're, they both, they're both out together. Uh, we have both books and a, a CD of her new um, uh Country Western CD music, wonderful. So, yeah, yes, I don't know I mean, if, you, if, if, if any of us being played on WRBI, but um, we'll be happy to provide them with a CD if they need it. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. So, um, like anything Dolly does, I mean, she just <laughs> she's got the golden oh, touch, yeah. and I think teaming yeah, up with does. James Patterson. This is going to be a good book. So, but that's number you know, one and is debuting I, on I our list. I don't think there's going to be. I don't think this is going to be the last one. I, you know, I think they're going to do another one because they've really become great buddies, great pals. So, you know, we could see something else coming out later. Awesome, awesome. Okay, number two, Lucy Foley, The Paris Apartment, uh, The Lincoln Highways, number three, Amore Tall's. The Midnight Library, Matt Haig at number four, and One Italian Summer, Rebecca Surley. Another debut on the list is number nine. Of course, C.J. Box. His latest offering is Shadows Real. And let's see, Karen Joy Fowler is also debuting on our list at number 15 with Booth. So, some a lot and of that, good offerings of on that a, one. Yeah, Booth is actually about James Wilk. Booth and his family. I was wondering. Good, good, good history. Yeah. All right. Um, in the nonfiction, another debut at number one, J. Kenji Lopez Alt with The Walk Recipes and Techniques. So that, that sounds pretty good. 
Um, it's kind of self-explanatory too. Yeah, this and, is true. And you know, and I true. love, I love when you read. You know, it's J. Kenji Lopez Alt. You've got every mm-hmm. uh, ethnicity involved. <laughs> this, <book. laughs> this is true. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I I never thought of that, but yeah, you're right. You betcha. <laughs> Number two, Atlas of the Heart, Mapping Meaningful Connection in the Language of Human Experience. Of course, that's Brene Brown. Crying in H Marks, back up at number three, a memoir, Michelle Zahner. The 1619 Project, The New Origin Story, Nicole Hannah-Jones. Number five is a debut on our list, In Love, a Memoir of Love and Loss. That's Amy Bloom. Let's see. And, of course, Amy is... uh, Amy is a, um, a National Book Award winner. She's um, written so many things. And in this case, it, it is a memoir. Uh, not that she chose to write this, but her husband, who um, <clears throat> was diagnosed with early onset um, dementia, uh, asked her to write this book because uh, he felt that it need, story needed to be told uh, about how, you know, they faced the the uh, problem of dementia and they um when it got to the point where he could no longer remember um he'd already made the arrangements they flew to switzerland and um were uh he had the self um the um physician assisted um uh, death uh, over there oh. which is legal it's not in this country, oh, but, um, yeah. and, and, you know, and oh. they compared it to a good friend who was in the same situation and, you know, she, uh, was w- diagnosed with early onset, you know, only 50 years old and she, you know, she can live an awful long time with dementia. Oh yeah. Yeah. The body keeps going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so sad. Number 12 is a debut on our list. Um, mm-hmm. The Beauty of Dusk on Vision, Lost, and Found. That's Frank Brunei. We had, I, I need to ask, we had a lady um, purchase this, um, and I, she said that she heard a lot of good things about it. I, I want to talk to Sharon and see how she enjoyed it, but it's debuting on our list. You know, I, would, I would love to see um, what she thought about that. You know, this, of course, is a book about a gentleman who realized that he could very possibly be losing his eyesight. And, you know, we've had mm. over the years, the 42 years we've been there, we've had customers know, know that they were losing their eyesight. And it's, yeah. it's just so tragic, especially, you know, when they're regulars and you know how much they love to read and they're desperate with the fact that they won't be able to continue. And so that's yeah. what this book's about. So, yeah. Yeah, we, we take, she book. yeah, we take so much stuff for granted, don't we? And then when it's gone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Another book on the list that's a debut is Megan O'Rourke. It's called The Invisible Kingdom, Reimagining Chronic Illness. So now, did you hear her like speaking a- on public radio? No, I didn't. I didn't. Well, you know, and um, she, you know, she's writing uh, this kind of, once again, the title is very self-explanatory. But, you know, what she brings up is the fact that chronic illness in this country, well, actually globally, um, has become such 
a problematic um, disease where they're so difficult to um, diagnose. And in many cases, doctors dismiss it that, you know, why is why is it that there's so much chronic illness in this uh, world today? And it's fair in, in many cases. It's so debilitating that um, yeah. it, it's so difficult to live with. And this is a book on on that subject on different types of uh, chronic illnesses. And, you know, I think that's kind of an, also kind of an interesting book. You know, I'm thinking this is the kind of thing that's not a bad thing for a lot of physicians to read. Yeah, this is true. This is true. In our paperback fiction, uh, no, no stars on that list, which kind of surprises me. But then, like I always say, a lot of good books still on there. Uh, Kazuo Ishigori is number one with Clara and the Sun. And that, that's been out quite a while before it came into paperback. But that, yes, it's at number yes, it one was. on our list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, of course, Taylor Jenkins Reid, number two. Song of Achilles, Madeline Miller. Colleen Hoover on the list. It ends with us. Um, I sold that last week. I think I put it back on the list. Uh, hopefully we can get it back in again. It's still popular all over. Oh, yeah. The Vanishing Half. Everything yeah, definitely. is still popular. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Vanishing Half, um, Britt Bennett. So those are our top five. In the nonfiction, number one, Art, Art Spiegelman still at the top with Mouse One, Moss One, A Survivor's Tale. Braiding Sweetgrass, number two, Robin Walkimer. The Body Keeps the Score, Bessel van der Kolk. The Splendid and the Vile, a saga of Churchill, family, and defiance during the Blitz. Of course, that's Eric Larson. That sounds like a extremely fascinating book, especially mm, now. One of, one of our favorite um, dudes, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you got two... You got a great writer, and then you got a great subject. Churchill, always fascinating. Um, mm-hmm. Number five, all about love, new visions. That's Bell Hooks. So those are top five. Let's scoot down here to the children. Oh, well, you can see down there though, down at the bottom, you've got one that's just coming up like a bullet that they they added. Uh, the Gates of Europe, a history of Ukraine. So yeah. that's become. You know, very inter- at this time, very interesting to see um, Sir Hill Flosky's uh, determination of the history because it seems like there's two different versions right now going on. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> you can find <laughs> any which way you want on the internet is for sure. Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. Not always the truth. Yeah. But, I, you know, yeah. Well, I, I think I'm good. I'm going to have to order that because I quite simply am interested in. Um, yeah. You know, I don't know. I don't know this author, but I I know the publisher. Basic Books is very good about this sort yeah. of thing. Um, so just to to kind of see, you know, it would be it would be really great right now if we had a Michener that could do the story. Yes. Because um, oh yeah, really, you know, learn a lot of stuff then. Oh yeah, and and actually, the price wise, it's not bad either. I mean, nineteen ninety nine. That's that's decent yeah. for a, yeah. a paperback. How much? Especially you, a, how much you, know, you want to bet that it's totally out of stock? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't guessing. know. I think that's probably yeah, it's probably a sucker bet. I'm not going to take that one, <laughs> knowing how <laughs> things are. 
<laughs> okay. Children's. Um, we do have a debut on our list for early and middle grade readers. The Ogress and the Orphans. That's Kelly Barnhill. I love her stuff. She she always yes. um, she's a great author. And this, so this book has received an awful lot of buzz. You know, there was a lot of pre publication um, chatter about this book and um yeah, I'm uh haven't got it in yet because once again it was it was somewhat delayed with with yeah. uh, everything going on. So um but I'm kinda anxious to see this because it really sounds good. It sounds mm. it's another one of those nine to nine to niners. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. Kind kind uh, of one that you want to read together with your kids. Yeah. You know, that that's I was thinking sounds that like too. that's actually yeah, it's actually what they recommended. You know, they said, it, you know, yeah. so many people read Harry Potter together. Uh, not that this yeah. is anything like that, but, I mean, it's, it's obviously a, a kind of a fairy tale. So, um, yeah, it sounds like it's a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. I tell you what, it, it's great to read to kids. And, and I, I know my daughter does it all the time. And, well, my daughter-in-law's too. Um, but it's, you know, it's just they get so much out of it. And they look forward to it. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's great. Oh, yeah. It introduces them to stuff that they wouldn't be able to read on their own. And well, you know, that of, was something. Impression. We always did that on car rides, on car trips. Yeah. We would read. I, I'd read out loud, you know, and, and my husband enjoyed it just as well as the kids did, you know, and I loved it. Oh, yeah. Of course, you know, they're, they're of the sit back with those seatbelts, you know, but they tried to lean forward. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because my mother did that. My mother did that for us. And so the yeah. three of us would be in the back seat, but we'd all be kind of leaning on the front seat listening to Mom read. So, you know, yeah. because we'd take yeah. drives in the car. That was a big thing that we would do after dinner because so many of those programs came on uh, at night. And so sometimes yeah. Daddy would just say, why don't we just listen to a story? You know, and we'd go to the library, and Mom would read the book. So that was that was a really cool family thing that we did. That was, of course, on oh, gas yeah. with a quarter a gallon. Uh, so you can yeah. just pretty much do that every night. Oh, and, and before my. <laughs> <laughs> and that was before everybody had their own device, and you know, so yeah, yeah exactly. Kind of a neat bonding thing. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see, new yeah. number. Okay, number two, new from here, Kelly Yang, Wingbearer. That's Marjorie Liu, uh, the last Quincista, Donna Barbara Higuero, uh, the Aquanaut, a graphic novel, Don Santet. And, oh, there is a debut at number 15. Also, Map of Flames, the Forgotten Five book. That's Lisa McCann. That, yeah, um, yeah that got that's a lot of uh, good reviews. Yeah. Yes, it did. Yeah. I think we should. I think we should have that. I'm not absolutely certain, but I think I think I might have ordered that before I left for Florida. So um, yeah, that that looks really good. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, and the young adult, Gallant, V. E. Schwab, All My Rage, uh, Saba Tahir, They Both Die at the End, Adam Silver, Number Four, We Were Liars, E. Lockhart, and Legendborn, Tracy Dion. Number 10 is a debut, Nadia Seamus with Squire. And number 15 is also a debut, Allison Saft with a far wilder magic. 
So let's see what we got. Um, my favorite children's illustrated. Ah, oh, number one, Good Night Moon, Margaret Weiss Brown. Number two is a debut, <laughs> Shannon Hale. I love saying this. Pretty perfect kitty corn. <laughs> and of course, it's a cat that's a unicorn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, what more do you want? A real, a real, a real unicorn. unicorn. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> How that goes? Who, who, who wouldn't love that story? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Eric Carr, number Hale. three. She, she's great. <laughs> oh, she yeah. does a lot of different stories. Yeah. This, this is true. Uh, Very Hungry Caterpillar, number three. Aaron Slater, illustrator. Andrea Beatty. Where the Wild Things Are, Barry Sendek. You, you can oh, tell that this is kind of like uh, baby shower time. Yep. Because mm-hmm. we have a lot of, a lot of the classics. There. Yep. Um, there are a few debuts on that list. At number nine, she persisted in science. Brilliant women who made a difference. Of course, that's Chelsea Clinton and Alexandra uh, Bulger is the illustrator. Um, number 11, The Great Big Easter Hunt. Peter Rabbit. Beatrix Potter. So, yeah. I think that's in time yep, for you can, Easter. You can, yeah, you can kind of see that the um, the spring books are starting to pop up and the Easter books yep. are starting to pop up. So, yeah, we've got our um, books separate. We're still pulling some more. And, you know, every day we'll find yep. another one that looks like it's a cool thing for Easter. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. We, we put on our shelf, yeah. In the children's series, T. Sutherland with Wings of Fire, number one, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Jeff Kinney. Elephant and Piggy, Mo Willems at number three. The Bad Guys, Aaron Blabley. And Magic Treehouse, Mary Pope Osborne. So those all just kind of shift around, and those are the top five right at the moment this week. So, okay. What do you have on your list, Miss Chris? What do I have on my list? Okay, let's take a look. Well, of course, um, mirroring our list at number one, the um, debut Dolly Parton and James Patterson's Run, Rose, Run. And that's the story of a young singer-songwriter is on the rise and on the run in Nashville, Tennessee. And so it's kind of like a story of a, of a young gal um, who's just kind of breaking in but runs afoul of some dangerous people. And then a, um, a woman who is a, a firm star and that takes her under her wing. So, of course, that that person is Dolly. So, um, <laughs> she definitely she definitely knows the um, the business. And she says it. Oh, yeah. She said when we when we saw you know we we had a uh, uh, a Zoom meeting with a Dolly and James Patterson, and she said it's a tough business. It's a rough business. And she said, you know, some of the things that happened in this book could very actually happen and probably did at one point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm kind of, you know, I, I'm not a mystery reader per se, but, you know, I think I'd kind of like to to read this one just to kind of see what goes on in, in that business. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's on my list for sure. Yeah. Uh, debuting at number two is... Uh, once again, C.J. Box and the Shadow Reel, and of course, this is Joe Pickett. Uh, this is the 22nd in that series of the wow. um, Wyoming Game Warden story. 
Uh, so they're back at it. Danielle Steele. Yay! She's <laughs> debuting at number three. It's called High Stakes. Five successful women compete at a boutique, literally, and talent agency. So, you know, this is kind of a kind of a bookish book. So, you know, mm. we'll see what that's like. It Ends With Us uh, was at number two. It's dropped down to four. Uh, from Colleen Hoover, but it's still there in the list. Uh, uh, Bill Barr's book, A One Damn Thing After Another. This is debuting. It's the memoirs of an attorney general. Of course, that's been everywhere. If you if you are a devotee of the Internet, uh, that book's been popping up every, every whip stitch. Um, debuting at number six is, once again, The Walk by J. Kenji Lopez-Dalt. And he he did the food lab, if we remember that last bestseller. Yes, and he's I turning do. his attention to the walk. And uh, I, I don't use the walk a lot, actually. I do I do like to make things in the walk, so uh, I might have to pull that in and see if there's something that you know I might. Of course, I only use it for one or two different things, but uh, maybe well, I can. This, this, yeah, get may open up here. Yeah, like, yeah, a whole new world. 200 recipes, so <laughs> let's take a look at that. Uh, at number seven, uh, How to Catch a Leprechaun. Of course, that's that cute series of how to catch all kinds of different things by Adam Wallace. But that's up here, I'm sure, because of uh, St. Patrick's Day. Colleen Hoover is back again at number eight with Verity. And uh, the Atomic Habits is still doing well. It slipped a little uh, with all the new ones coming out by James Clear, uh, Atomic Habits, an easy and proven way to build good habits and break bad ones. And the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo make up the top 10. And so let's go take a quick peek at what else is on here, the rest of it. A Lightning Rod by Brad Meltzer is debuting. Um, and this is, this is his fiction, Ziganola Uncover, one of the U.S. government's most intensely guarded secrets. And this is the second in the um, Ziganola series. So, of course, Brad Meltzer does great history, um, kind of uncovered stuff. and But he also has his fiction, his suspense, and, and the mysteries are wonderful. Lucy Foley's The Paris Apartment, <clears throat> still in the top 20. Uh, your basic locked room mystery set in Paris. Green Eggs and Ham by Dr. Seuss. And, of course, this is uh, <laughs> always as well, but we had the Read Across America at the first of the month. And it's still um, probably on here simply because uh, people started saying, oh, I need another one, too. Glenn yep. Beck with uh, Justin Trask-Haskins is debuting with The Great Reset. And um, that was also one that um, was well, expected to do well. Uh, it's Not Easy Being a Bunny by Marilyn Sadler. <laughs> of course, this is a classic. And once again, I'm sure this, this came out um, primarily because of the Read Across America. But I think it's going to stay here now because it always does well at Easter time because it's just oh, one of the yeah. great uh, little bunny books that do well. One Fish, Two Fish, Red Fish, Blue Fish by Dr. Seuss <laughs> is next in line at 16. Once again, what can you say? It's Dr. Yeah, Seuss. Exactly. 
Ann Bishop is debuting with uh, Crow Bones at number seven. Uh, I love I love this. In a world filled with both human and paranormal beings, Vicky Divine runs mm. the jumble, a rustic inn. And so this <laughs> is um, this is fiction. This is also an ebook, so it might be a little difficult for us to get our hands on. But I believe this is a print on demand also. But um, oh, okay. this, it's, its numbers are being um, uh, run by the the ebook industry. Fox and Socks at 18 by Dr. Seuss once again. Little Blue Truck Springtime by Alice Shirtle is uh, popped up at 19, and I noticed that was on our list, uh, the Little Blue mm-hmm. Truck at Springtime. So uh, he always kind of comes back once again. It's a springtime book. And rounding out the top 20 is The Very Hungry Caterpillar Board Book by Eric Carl, which, of course, is doing well on our list. So we're real happy with that. Um, we've got oh, a few, yeah. minutes, few minutes left, so let's check out the what's coming out. A big book is coming out today, and I'm, I'm, I should be driving around Batesville as we speak. The Recovery Agent. Uh, this is a new novel. It's a new series by Janet Ivanovich. Um, mm. It's the Gabriella Rose novel. Um, I don't believe she's introduced her in any of her books that I, no. that I follow. I think no, she's I don't brand think so. new. Yeah, she's a brand new series. I, you know, we, we talked about this. Maybe she's going to start winding Stephanie Plum down because we're up to what, 20, 28, 27? 28. Like mm-hmm. 28. Yeah. So um, it might be time to just um, make Stephanie choose. <laughs> is it is it going to be Morelli or is it going to be Ranger? But I think I think I read someplace that Ranger might make um, a uh, a visit in this book. Oh, in, in this one new one. Okay, awesome. Yes, I think that so that we that might be our answer to that question. Um, Ann Tyler has a new book. It's been a while for her. The French Braid is coming out. Uh, of course, she is the Pulitzer Prize winning author of The School of Blue Thread, um, but that's out today. Jacqueline Winspear has a new Maisie Dobbs, The Sunlit Weapon, that's also out today. And Stuart Woods, what, am I, what can I say? He's got a new one out every, uh, every time you turn around. Um, <laughs> you sound. Julissa <laughs> uh, Art um, is a best-selling writer. She won the the book award uh, her last, um, and and of course it was for fiction. But this is that her new book is called "You Sound Like a White Girl: The Case of Rejecting Assimilation." And so it's kind of an interesting book with all the stuff that we have now, you know, about um, the, you know the different races in our country, and maybe it's just you know not necessary to assimilate, but to keep your own culture. And, and really make this a, a melting pot, you know, like a vegetable soup yep. country, where everybody oh, yeah. can do their own, and be their own thing, and do their own thing, as long as they can speak English, because that's our that's our language. Um, so mm-hmm. this is also kind of a book that's been making the rounds of talk, talk television. And ladies, we are out of time. Can you uh, give us once again your location, hours, and phone number, please? Okay, okay. Mary, we <clears throat> okay. 
We're on the corner of North Walnut and Boeinger in beautiful downtown Batesville. And we are open from 11 to 5, Tuesday through Friday. Uh, Saturday, give us a call to see if we're going to be there. And um, our phone number to call us at is 812-934-5800. So come in and see us or give us a call and we'll we'll hook you up. All right. Sounds good. Well, thank you, ladies. We will talk to you next week as we get together for another edition of Book Talk, brought to you by The Bookshelf. Book Talk.